cruising with Bush and Ritchie. Britannia waves the rules. Great to have your company on this Thursday afternoon. It's Bush and Richie here coming to you from the Disney Dream. What a day it has been today. Another glorious day weather-wise. And we have been off the ship on a Disney port adventure. Uh, we got on a coach to go to the Amalfi Coast. We've taken in the likes of uh, Sorrento, yeah. Amalfi itself. Uh, absolutely glorious. Um, obviously, this has been a week uh, that has been based on the luxury of a cruise liner. But we've done a bit of coach travel today yes and what has stunned me is this you know when you go on holiday and you fly somewhere it's very much the thing that you'll get people when the pilot lands there'll be a ripple of applause yeah but some of the roads that we have done on the amazing amalfi coast today the coach driver going around those hairpin bends why is no one clapping the coach driver? Well, the lady that was doing the, the stuff on the microphone, the, the tour guide telling us the information, was saying that that road is known as the Mamma Mia. I road. remember, yes. Yeah, so, you know, people, because it is such a bendy, wendy road, so yeah. they say Mamma Mia. So uh, this guy, the driver, was was fantastic. And some of the, the to and fro between, because he was trying to get around bends that other coach drivers were trying exactly, to get around at the same time. Exactly, yeah. So I, I felt like he deserved a, a, a clap but I didn't know whether that might be uh, a professional insult. Yeah, you, don't, I mean? you don't want it to come across as patronising, but the pilot's fine with it. Why is no one doing it to, to the coach drivers? Equally, you, you get it if it's just like a National Express from Bournemouth up to London or something or other, negotiating a slip road on the M3. Why is no one clapping that? I also wondered as well, when we when we were on on, on the coach, whether they have, uh, the, in Italy, the equivalent of what we have in England, which is the bus driver's mate. Yeah. <laughs> gets on, knows the route, leans into the corners early with a bag of milk. Same kind of thing. <laughs> It's a niche question, but what is the etiquette on clapping coach drivers? John says, I've driven that road twice myself. It is a scary experience. Uh, David says, always pass the hat for a whip round for the coach driver. That's what you do with that. And Diane makes a very good point. Clap, I'd be silent and holding my breath. Don't make the man jump. Hello, sailor. We're cruising with Bush and Ritchie. We're still on a bit of a buzz from doing our Disney port adventure. We had a look around the Amalfi Coast on a coach, and we were just talking about the driver earlier on. Uh, it was just great to be on a, a coach doing a good old-fashioned coach trip, it was. wasn't it? Don't do it enough these days. And, I, and by that, I mean everyone together, so you get to meet other people, you know, in front and behind you, make friends with other people on the vacation, that kind of thing. But also having, uh, you know, someone on the microphone giving you pertinent mm. information about the area that you're driving around. Uh, so it got me thinking, right, have a little think back. When was the last time... You did a good old-fashioned coach trip because I've not done one in absolutely yonks. Uh, and uh, and as soon as this uh, holiday's over, I want to go back and book in on some coach stuff because it's great. Uh, we, we've got some stuff coming in. John McMahon has tweeted us to say his last coach trip was coach trip to Berlin 2015 and he sent an amazing photo. His coach had to pull over to let the Queen pass. That's amazing. What about that? Uh, this is great. Uh, it would have been an away day watching my beloved Crystal Palace get battered. That's a very different vibe to uh, the Amalfi <laughs> Coast, trust me. Uh, as is Guys, my last coach trip, a Greyhound bus around Australia in 1997. More red dirt than you've ever seen. Love it. Tell us about your last coach trip that you got up to. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Hang time with Bush and Ritchie on Goofy Sports Deck on the Disney Dream. Hang around a crazy golf. What you like with uh, a club in your hand? Not, uh, not a massive uh, crazy golf fan. Oh, even though I grew up in Devon, so I mean, I've countless times hit a ball through a moving windmill. Yeah. But uh, I feel like this this course in particular is taking the mickey out of me because it's got a pair of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to hit, a, hit a ball through a pair of glasses. 
Well, that would be the harder shot, or you could uh, bounce it off at an angle off uh, an optician's board there, which you must have seen a few of as well. Again, I feel like it's having a go at me. I'll tell you what, I'll show you how it's done. I'll uh, see if I can go for a hole in one through the specs, okay? Let's, let's, let's do this. Here we go. Okay, let the club do the work, head over the ball, and there we go. Oh dear. Oh dear. Hit the frame. Oh dear, not quite how Steve wanted that away. to uh, Richie's been doing a lot of lining up in a, in a kind of Masters golf style there way. There you are, that's a two. Probably a birdie on this hole, I should think. I don't know any of the golfing words, so if okay. that's what that is, I'm going to go for the different route and hit the optician's board for the hole in one. Okay. Here we go. On the tee, tee Andy up. Bush. Oh. Okay. You've got to hit it in one more time. Yeah. Eye on the ball, absolutely, Rocco. Hold on, I'd clear that off. That's on your, uh, that's on your putting line. There you go. What about, who's it? Your caddy would have done. You my caddy. Caddy course. would have done that, yeah. Two. Oh! Now in golfing terminology, we've just halved that hole. Halved the hole. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I'm, I'm glad that was part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a golfer out of you yet. I'm not too sure. Cruising with Bush and Ritchie. Home time with Bush and Ritchie on the Disney Dream. We're still on Goofy Sports Deck. I thought the crazy golf thing would have just been that one hole, but looking around the corner now, there's quite a few, which I don't know how I feel about this. Your standard golf course would be 18. I would expect this to be nine, probably. Um... OK, I'm, I'm happy with two. Let's <laughs> recall it two. <laughs> Let's go for the second hole here. So we're going to hit, as far as I can tell, through a fire hydrant. Fire hydrant would be the, the harder shot. Okay. Uh, that goes straight down to the hole. Or you could do another one of your angled ones. Well, do you, you watch golf quite a bit, yeah? Yeah. It's quite boring. I, don't I think, think so. they could bring a bit of this into, <laughs> you know, the Masters and spice it. Imagine Tiger Woods trying to hit it over a dog biscuit like we're about to do. <laughs> See what I mean? So, uh, right, well, show Tiger how it's done. You're going to go through the hydrant. Uh, I, I think I'll mess the hydrant up. I might angle it. Okay, go for it. I'm going to try and angle it. Okay. Right, here we go. Right, off the dog biscuit. Here we go. Okay. Three, two, one. Ooh, oh, nice. He's off, on the green, that's for the sure. Biscuit. There's a there two go. here if he wants it, but it's a tricky putt. Oh, and he's pushed it. it. He's missed it. For a three, Whey. rolls it in. Very nice. All oh, right. Right, I'm going to go for the hydrant shot. Risk and reward. Oh! oh. Nearly, very nearly. Okay, for a two. Boom! There we go. One up with seven to play. I think that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> He's withdrawn. I'm withdrawn after two. Captain Firth and Abel Seaman Bush. We're cruising with Bush and Ritchie. Last night was pirate night on the Disney Dream. If you book yourself onto a Disney cruise, uh, you'll experience a, a pirate night. Uh, ours here in the Meds last night had fireworks as well, which was uh, an awesome end to the evening. Um, I would say 98% of the guests getting right into the theme of it, dressing up as well. And obviously, you and I, knowing that there was going to be a, a pirate night, um, costumes had been bought for us as well. Yeah, so you uh, you were a rum smuggler. I was. I was a buccaneer. Mm -hmm. I, we, I mean, uh, this has been a busy busy week. We, we weren't involved in the choosing of these outfits. They were no. just, just thrown on the bed. <laughs> For us to wear, uh, but there was a bit of uh, there was a, let's just say a little bit of an issue with your um, with your top. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, yes, it was it was. I was meant to be a rum smuggling pirate, and um, I think I think it was fair to say I was smuggling a fair bit of rum in the top, uh, which meant that uh, the neckline plunged a little bit too much, uh, and at times you could see my left nipple. You could see more than you wanted to. No. It was it was the Super Bowl all over again, wasn't it? <laughs> but. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know what, what is that. What was that? Was that like a boob tube or a, what was the vest you were wearing? And I've never seen anything like that. Before. Well, it was it, it was it was it was a vest, but you're you're very right because it, it was it was exposing a little bit too much chest. <laughs> Uh, but then at times as well, if I sat down, it would ride up as well. So it also, <laughs> you, you, you'd get chest and guts, which is really not a good combo. The, the worst thing is, uh, if you follow us on Twitter... There wasn't really much smuggling going on. It was, all, it was all there to be seen. Well, uh, the, the worst thing was, if you follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Absolute Radio, I, I took the photo and I've put it up there, but I had to use the pixelation <laughs> thing on the phone just to blur that out. And I've never had to do that before. Let alone, you would never have been expecting to use pixelation on a Disney cruise. 100%. But it's there. One of the worst parts about it was, uh, well, I, I say worst parts about it. We, we've said already this week one of the magical things about a Disney cruise is uh, you get to see the characters walking around the ship. You can just go up to and approach them and have pictures with them. Uh, and there I am with my wardrobe, my function, and, and out comes Miss Minnie in in, in her pirate outfit. <laughs> yeah. And it's the, that's not how I'm wanting to meet Minnie. Yeah, I know, 100%. But it was amazing, and the kids absolutely loved it as well. Uh, and, you know, it was interesting looking at these outfits last night so like I said earlier on you were a rum smuggler I was a buccaneer and, and it made me think about or do you ever wonder like say we were teleported back three four hundred years mm -hmm. do you ever wonder like what, what line of work you'd be involved with back then because yeah. I mean uh, it was kind of an insight I, I would probably imagine I mean I grew up in Devon so I'd probably be like a, like a yeoman yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe like leaning on a farm fence, chewing a bit of uh, corn, saying we're a bestie too, or something like that. Or you don't want to go down that way there. I would imagine what with the career path that uh, you know, both you and I have ended up taking, but I, I could see myself as some kind of town crier. You know, oh, yay, oh, oh yay, yay, no repeat F guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. The, the, no loop music repeated <laughs> between nine and five. Don't know why I've gone all oh, yokel. Backeth tomorrow from 9am with <laughs> Davoth Berry. Know, again, strange medieval language. <laughs> Davoth Berry? Davoth Berry. He, from? he sounds like a, like a Ukrainian football player. <laughs> but anyway, have a little think. Take yourself back to the 1700s. What line of work do you reckon you would have been involved in? Neil, hats off. Very good suggestion. Uh, a 1700s T-shirt salesman. I survived the plague and the Great Fire of London, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Or I've got a bear behind. Something like that. Uh, Danny McMoomins has been on. He says he'd be a dandy. Uh, looking at his profile picture, I imagine he would be. He's very flamboyant. And then Hallows says, uh, I'd like to think that I'd be a wealthy landowner who dabbled in science and invented stuff, but much more likely I'd be a subsistence farmer who did some poaching on the side to survive. <laughs> Aim high. Home time with Bush and Richie. Absolute radio aboard the Disney Dream. We're halfway through. I can't believe it. I know. Time has flown uh, and it's been absolutely fantastic and there's still parts of this ship we've not even been to yet, not even discovered. And we've literally only discovered at the back on Goofy Sports Deck a ping pong table. I feel like um, a couple of kids in the 80s who've got summer camp because their parents are at work. It's a youth last, club. Last time you played ping pong? Second World War. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, literally can't remember. I think me and our Aaron, our teenager, had an awful game in France where we had to keep getting it from underneath like a table or a oh, well, uh, Worst thing that can happen here is the ball going off the side of the ship. So It's good for the mind, though, this, isn't it? Table it tennis, is. By all accounts. This is the first national radio link ever done with hosts playing ping pong. Oh! And he's got the point. Yeah, this has never been done. Maybe this could be a, a weekly uh, feature on Home Time. I've never heard table tennis being broadcast on the radio before. It's one of those sports that hasn't necessarily had its radio breakthrough yet. Is this a ASMR when you got the nice sound? It's got me running around the court a little bit, haven't you? <laughs> 
One thing I would point out, and this just shows what an amazing ship the Disney Dream is, the fact that we are able to play a very respectable game of table tennis on board a ship. I know, it's amazing, isn't it? Yes. This is it. I could get used to this. Maybe maybe work's overrated, right? Maybe we just book into consecutive Disney cruises. Yeah. Get absolutely elite at Crazy Golf. Yes. Get elite at Ping Pong and just tour the world or the Mediterranean. I'm sure our boss is listening right now. When we disembark in Barcelona on Saturday morning, we're getting straight back on. That's it. Just turn around, follow the other lot back in. Another week of cruising with Bush and Ritchie. Oh, yes. We're cruising with Bush and Ritchie. Uh, so if you're listening last night, you would have heard us talk to Craig, who's the theatrical director on the Disney Dream, who is uh, very much getting us prepared for seeing Beauty and the Beast in the Walt Disney Theatre last night. How did it go? Well, you don't want to hear the review from us. You want to hear it uh, from our partners, Natalie and Katie, and young Thea and Rocco, with their honest review. So we've just come out of Beauty and the Beast, which was world-class amazing. What did you think, Katie? Generally as good as any West End production we've seen, it was amazing. Thea, what did you think of Beauty and the Beast? Well, I did sometimes like the bit when, when they did it, the sparkles bit down and the bubbles. Yeah. It was a bit magical, wasn't it? It was very yeah. magical. Uh, Rocco, what was your favourite part? So, the bit with the wolfies, they had headers and, and they were going around like this. And with their eyes lighting up. Yeah. And did you like Be Our Guest? Yeah, that but the, those wolf were in Be Our Guest. They're actually taller than the Guanadons. <laughs> the and wolves were taller than the Guanadons, wow. And Thea, finally, out of five stars, how many do you give Beauty and the Beast? Ten. <gasps> and Rocco? Hundred. 159. Well, what about that? And I think that echoes our thoughts as well. We absolutely loved it. That is 1,000 stars out of 10 from Little Thea and 159 stars out of 10 uh, from Rocco, which is great. And weirdly enough, my, my eldest daughter, Erin, 13, told me off for clapping too loud at the end. <laughs> well, that's a hell of a review. It's brilliant. Bush and Richie go cruising. Hello, sailor. We're cruising with Bush and Richie. Thursday night, it's home time with Bush and Richie here on Absolute Radio. Time to speak to the main man, an enigma, uh, someone that Richie and I have been very much looking forward to meeting. It is the captain of the ship that we are on. Captain of the Disney Dream is Captain Demir. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's captain good to Demir, it's, it's great to great meet to you. Um, I'm going to hold my hand up straight away. I love all things transport. I'm a transport nerd. So obviously this week... Aside from how luxurious cruising is, I'm loving being on this magnificent ship. How many horsepower does the Disney Dream have? Tell us some tech spec that might wow well, us. Actually, it's many. You know, we have five diesel generators that produce the power, and combined power of these five diesel generators is above one hundred thousand horsepower. Wow! Wow! It's a lot of horsepower. Wow! Yeah, and then we have two main propulsion uh, is that right uh, it's diesel electric so yeah. we have electrical propulsion motors each of the propellers have 23 megawatts wow. which is 30,000 horsepower i love this per, stuff per propeller me too then we have three bow thrusters and two stern thrusters each of the bow thruster has 4000 horsepower so total forward we have three bow thrusters that means 12000 horsepower and aft around 8000 horsepower wow. 
Wow, so some good stats there for yeah. Richard to be getting on with. Thank you. Uh, Thank when you. we when we came to see uh, the brilliant Beauty and the Beast at the Walt Disney Theatre the other day, you you came on at the beginning and, and said hello to the audience, and it was great to see you. Uh, and obviously, you, you have a very uh, busy job, big responsibility. But as you said at the Walt Disney Theatre, you're not working all the time. You have to have a break to be able to eat and sleep, etc. Uh, in terms of this amazing ship that we're on at the moment, when you're not working, Captain Demir, is there an area of the ship that you like to go to, or you or, or a place you'd like to visit with? with so many attractions that we have around us? When I'm not working, I like to visit Deck 4. I like running, oh, mm-hmm. so that ah. would, that's my my deck to chill I've, I've been pushing my one-and-a-half-year-old daughter around there uh, to get her to go to sleep quite yes, I mean, you may have yes. ran past me. Yes, yes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so the peace and calm of Deck 4. Absolutely, yes. Well, I've got a question about something that isn't peaceful and calm, but is wonderful, and I know you'll give an honest answer, but I, I do want an honest answer. When was the last time that you went down the aqueduct? The first of all, you should ask the question: Have you ever been on the aqueduct? Okay. <laughs> that's a good start. That's, that's yes. Okay. <laughs> several years ago. Oh, okay. really? So maybe wow. we should shorten this uh, yeah. interview and I should take a ride. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you had to pick another member of your team to go down the aqueduct with, because the boats have got two people on there, it'd be you and who? Who else would you take? Somebody with you? from the steering committee, hundred <laughs> percent. Chief engineer, you know, if it uh, doesn't work, then uh, we know who can fix it. Take chief engineer with you. Well, you've provided us with a very safe trip and a a luxurious and wonderful trip so far this week. I need to tell you something here. I've spent a week captaining a 50-foot cruiser on the River Thames. Wow. Yeah, I I thought you'd be amazed. Um, Those skills, how easy would I find to... Because I can do locks... How easy would I find to transfer those skills to docking the Disney Dream in Barcelona on Saturday morning? Let's put it in perspective, 50 feet. So Mm -hmm. our airdraft from the sea level to the top of the funnel is 187 feet. (laughs) (laughs) That stomps all over your 50 feet. So <laughs> he's not even entertaining. It. You can stop there, <laughs> uh, Captain Demir. As well, just before we started our chat with you, you've got this very impressive white-looking uh, phone on your hip that looks like our TV remote at home, and it was going off non-stop. Obviously, are you are you contactable all the time? Do you ever get a moment where you can properly switch off? When I go home on the gangway, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. A, a final question, and this another tricky one. It doesn't want to be. A, I don't want to give you tricky questions, but it's an awkward one right now. Obviously. We're, we're on the Home Time Show on Absolute Radio. We're in the radio studio. This is our show. However, the studio is on your ship. So out of the three of us, who's in charge? I'm always in charge. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> A wonderfully menacing end to the interview. And it's good if it's put, put us in our place. Uh, it's... <laughs> A real honour to meet you. Uh, You're a great guy and this is an amazing ship. So thank you so much for our experience so far. Captain Demir, thank you. Thank you very much. Shiver me timbers. We're cruising with Bush and Richie. Home time aboard the Disney Dream. Uh, Richie and I on deck four right now. Uh, We've managed to lose the wives and kids, which is a nice little bit of peace. And we're about to play what is an iconic uh, ship-based game, and that is shuffleboard. Now, if I closed my eyes before I'd ever set foot on a ship, this is the activity that comes to mind for me. Agreed, me too. Um, 
Part curling, uh, part air hockey from a youth club kind of thing. I feel bad that we're in shorts and t-shirts. This is the kind of thing I imagine us playing in spats or <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, a lovely blazer each with a straw boater. Yes, or well, certainly Bits linen trousers. Yeah, exactly, at the very least linen trousers. Okay, so we've got four pucks each, if indeed they're called pucks, but they will be for this, uh, this purpose. Uh, and a shover. Like, once again, they're probably not called shovers. A shover. That'll do. For now. A brass shover. Yes. Do you want to shove first? Shove first. What do you do? You put your puck in there, do you? You can put your puck there as long as your feet don't go over that baseline. Once right. again, probably the wrong term. OK, right. Here we go. Here we are. First shove from Bush. Here we go. Three, two, one. Oh. Quite poor. Didn't have your Weetabix this morning, did, did you? Did not have your Weetabix. <laughs> not even gone halfway. OK, that's fine. Here we go. Three, two, one. Gotcha! And it's gone off the back. Right Too off much. the back. Okay. okay. It's not a great start from the pair of us here. Sighters, couple of sighters. Couple of sighters to get us going. Next one from Bush here. Oh, that's more like it. Oh, still not even got into the scoring zone. No. Two thirds of the way up. Right, here we go. My second puck. Three, two, one. Gotcha! Yes. Oh, that is a. Sitting in eight at the moment, but of course, if you knock that out of the way, that'll yeah. be worthless. Okay, Can't see you it's getting that far. Equivalent of a uh, shuffleboard snooker. It is really. Bush's third puck. What's oh, going right off? Straight off it's the gone back. right off. It's either too little or too much. Okay, third from me. Three, two, one, go. Oh, I like that. No, I don't. Change okay. my mind. So only one managed to land in the scoring zone so far. Last one from me. It's all or nothing, Bush. Maybe this could be a new TV series. Oh, he oh. shoved it. <laughs> He shoved one of his earlier pucks a bit further up, but uh, the bottom line is none of them are in a scoring zone. The one thing that I don't want to do is knock my eight out the way at the moment, so I'm moving mine to the far right. This is the equivalent of uh, going down pretending to have cramp, just to see the rest of a football match out. Three, two, one. Lovely. Ended up in the middle. That's eight for me. And now for Bush. Wonderful. I'm as good at shuffleboard as I am at crazy golf. Cruising with Bush and Ritchie. Home time with Bush and Ritchie, runner-up and champion of the Disney oh. Dream Shuffleboard Championships 2023. It was one of us landed a shot. I, I, it, maybe if it had gone to a second one, I'd have got better. Who knows? But I tell you what, even though that was a bit of disappointment to me, <laughs> uh, the, the greatest thing about being on this cruise is that you're never far away from the unexpected happening. You're never far away from an iconic Disney character just popping up in front of you. And that's exactly what happened at, at the very end of the shuffleboarding yeah. experience for us. Uh, Goofy and Pluto turned yeah. up uh, and gave us an impromptu, slightly after the, the, the horse had bolted lesson on playing <laughs> shuffleboard. Could have done with the advice at the beginning, to be honest with you. Uh, and it was just great to, to you know, they were, they were, they were so um, generous to pose for photos yeah. with us. They're both, they're quite big, aren't they? The pair they're of them. both huge. At least 6'5", yes. something like that. Like, it was like a little bit like meeting a goalkeeper. Yeah. You, know, you meet Jordan Pickford, you don't think he's very tall. <laughs> Stand next to him at an airport, he's massive. So <laughs> exactly it, was, it was an honour to meet Goofy and Pluto. They were huge, they were brilliant. They were both also way better at shuffleboard than we were. They were very good. And if we thought that's where it was going to peak, that was not the case. Because then later... We saw the two captains themselves, Disney royalty, top of the tree, Captain Mickey, Captain Minnie, and that was a real, like, gasp moment, certainly from Thea and Rocco. Oh, yeah, they loved it. And to be quite frank from everyone, that was a, like, wow, we're in the presence of greatness here. Particularly uh, your wife, Natalie. Yes. Who was out of control. 
What, uh, on her Apple Watch, she has uh, the watch face set up as as Minnie Mouse. Right, OK. Uh, all right, so the hands go around, <laughs> pointing to tell the time. So to actually see her watch face come to life in front of her was quite a moment for her. This is Cruising with Bush and Ritchie. Some exciting breaking news. If you were listening a mere 40 or so minutes ago, you would have heard Bush and I uh, talking to Captain Demir, the man in charge of the Disney Dream. I'm going to hold my hands up. I've got a man crush. Yeah, uh, me too. He's fantastic. I, 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 I did somewhat lose it just uh, in his presence. He's popped his head back round the studio door. If you listened earlier, he's got the authority to do that. He's in charge of everything on the ship. He can come in if the red light's on. Doesn't matter. Um, he's popped his head round. He has invited you and me up onto the bridge. Now, that is fantastic. I am a little concerned about clumsiness. What if I nudge someone to take us off course? I'd just stay in the corner. <laughs> uh, we, we, can't, we can't film. We can't record anything. I'm fine with that. I wouldn't want to take any of our tech up there. There's, there's too much important stuff going up there. But I'm just so excited at geeking out at all this stuff up there. Me too. I can't wait to see it. it, it uh, the, the bridge has like almost got a bit of an enigma around it. So, yeah, it'd be great to have a little look, and we'll report back on this show tomorrow. Can I ask you a favour, though? I'm fully aware I'm a transport nerd. If oh. I'm starting to geek out too much and disgracing myself, can you just nudge me? I just generally tend to roll my eyes and look out the window. Cruising with Bush and Ritchie. Like a pair of dolphins slicing through the med. It's Bush and Ritchie. Final song of the night here on Home Time this Thursday evening. And tomorrow will be our final show. Can't quite believe it. It's gone so quick. Final show right here on the Disney Dream. But we still have more adventures and hijinks to bring you up to speed with. Yeah, we're not looking forward to getting off the ship uh, because we've loved it so much. But we are looking forward to our final day tomorrow because we have booked out the Oceaneers Club so the kids are getting put in there. It's an adults-only day. Gym, spa, cocktail making in the Skyline Bar. Was that gym or gin? <laughs> it could be both, my friend. Yeah, I think it's going to be both. <laughs>